Welcome to the Our Safe Harbor Church podcast. Here you can listen to our Sunday sermon, Monday morning message, and midweek Bible study. We hope you will consider subscribing, sharing, leaving a review, but please be sure to check out our website at www.OurSafeHarbor.com to learn more about us and find ways to get involved. Our Safe Harbor Church, we are with you wherever you are. It's a very confusing world. And how do we know how to make the right decisions? Or even if there's a better decision than another? Well, it's a good question. And it's one of those that was sent in when I asked for people to give us more topics to talk about in a Monday morning message. We're not gonna be able to cover all of this in one, so there'll likely be a part two, maybe a part three. But let's get started on this. Why do people consistently make bad decisions, decisions that harm them, why do we never learn? We know, for example, that drunk driving is incredibly dangerous. It is bad for everybody. And yet bars still have parking lots and we still have stores selling cold alcohol that people can take in their cars. And of course, everybody pretends that unlike a McDonald's French fry, that nobody's going to eat any of this on the way home or drink any of it cause a problem. But we know it's not true. There are even drive up and drive through margarita and mojita uh, places in in states like Louisiana. And of course it's all like, oh no, that'll be for the passengers. Yeah, I think we should be smarter than this. Why aren't we smarter than this? And I'm picking on alcohol today. I'll, I'll move off that, shall I? I think sometimes we don't make the right decisions because We think it's possible not to make a decision and we think we're waiting to make our decision, not understanding that we've already made one. I'll explain. The lady came into my office. Her husband had divorced her, uh, married a much younger woman. She had spent her college age years and beyond putting him through university, grad school and post-grad. And now here she was. And this was pre-internet days. And she was looking, wondering what she could do with her life. And she'd come to me to be treated for depression. That's what I was working with at the time. But I asked her, I said, what is, is there something you always wanted to accomplish that you've never done? And she kind of waved it off because people do that. They dismiss it for a while. And I finally, I finally coaxed it out of her. She said, well, I always did want to go back to school and get my degree. And I said, why don't you do that? And she goes, well, I work as a cashier at Kroger. It's a very large Um, grocery chain that's over most of the United States. I work there and I, you know, I can't go to school. I have to have that money to survive, to pay rent and to eat. I said, what about evening classes and correspondence through through the mail? Because again, no internet, that's the way you had to do it. And she just sighed and she said, "I, I looked at that. And if I do it that way, it's going to take me seven years. I'm going to be 43 by the time I get my degree. And I looked at her and said, how old are you going to be in seven years if you don't get the degree? And she realized that by not making a decision, she'd make a decision. She'd made a decision not to get a degree, but she could change that and get a degree. Now, whether or not she needed a degree, that's up to you. 
I'm not going to be your advisor on this. It's what she wanted, but she was not making a decision, which ended up being a decision. If you say, you know, I'm trying to figure out which diet to go on. You've chosen not to be on a diet that day. And again, diets aren't necessarily good for you. Lifestyle changes are, but you get the point. I just, you know, I can't really decide where we're going to. Oh, here's one. You've got so many options in the streaming world. Have you ever sat around for an hour and a half trying to find a movie to watch? And you couldn't pick one. You know what you did? You decided not to watch a movie for an hour and a half. You could have picked a movie and the hour and a half would have been done. And there you are. It's all about, you gotta, you gotta make your decision. You, cause if you don't, you've made a decision not to make a decision and you're allowing anything else to make the decision for you. But there are other reasons. We often make our decisions based on the standards of what the world says is right, important, or necessary. Uh, our kids will be, get, be told constantly that they need to try this drug. They need to have sex in these ways and they need to rebel against mom and dad in this and they need, and if your kids aren't prepared, they will uh, allow other people to make their decisions for them. And they will end up while thinking that they're going their own way. They'll end up being nothing but a pinball and a pinball machine getting bounced around by the last voice to talk to them. We don't want that. We've got to find a way to get some structure in our thinking. Now, you're not going to get any help from media. Uh, media is going to come at you a thousand different ways and it's inescapable. It, it'll be in your restrooms and the public. It'll be advertisements are now in many golf courses, even at the bottom of the hole. When you put your golf ball in, you reach down, you pull it out, there's an advertisement. It's everywhere. And it's always for the good of the ad people or for that company, not for your good. It, it'll always act like it's for your good, but it's, it's for their good. But we, we become like lemmings at this. And by the way, it's a myth. Lemmings don't all run off a, a cliff and commit mass suicide. That was a Disney nature documentary that lied to you. But lemmings do all run in one direction. Well, uh, I can remember when the first iPhone came out, not that long ago, 2007. And it was truly a wonder. I, I didn't have one. I had a, I had a, a flip phone like uh, very few other people did. You know, I was quite proud of my flip phone. The uh, others were going around Palm Pilots, you know, Blackberries, those, you know, but anyway. It, then another iPhone came out. Now when the third one came out, about once a year or so is how they put these out, a little bit less. One of my people on my staff was so excited. They were an early adopter of all things Apple. And they, they had planned out, they'd even taken a day off so they could be in line early to get into the Apple store and get that phone. And I even asked them, I said, what, what is the benefit of that one? And <laughs> it's not gonna be a quote, but they came back with, I don't know, but it's gonna be great. Well, you've just allowed the Apple Corporation to decide what you're going to do with that money. You didn't do an analysis. You didn't do any thinking on this. You just instead, allowed them to choose for you when you will bring them money and for what. See, we allow too many other people to make those decisions. 
a brick and mortar church can say, we've decided to put in new carpets and do this, that, and the other, and we're gonna need all this money from you. And people will think, well, I gotta be loyal to the church. The church isn't the building. You have the right to say, I think this money should go to bread, not to bricks. Now, of course, I don't think there's anything wrong with repairing a building. I'm just saying, be wise and do not let somebody else make a pronouncement that now you're beholden to. Now, some of these you can't escape. If the, the government raises taxes, there you go. But for most of us, most of us are going through life letting other people make decisions and not even realizing it. Make your own decisions. Draw your own lines. You decide what success is. I could have made a lot more money and had an actual retirement fund if I had chosen another profession or if I had chosen to work within my profession and not do things like this. The Sunday uh, worship, our safe harbor, the Monday morning message, the, uh, the Wednesday Bible classes and all of the work and travel. I could have done something else and Cammie and I would have been far more secure and been able to look off to the golden years as they call we can't do that, but we chose that because we wanted to define what success was for us. And it didn't look like what retirement looks like for other people. We didn't even want to talk about retirement. Now God may God in time may gang up on me and make that happen, but my point is we chose what we wanted to call success. I know of a lot of people who will never be happy if there's one more rung of the ladder they have to grasp for. We've heard about the Peter Principle. If you've not, look up the Peter Principle. It's, uh, it's about rising too far, rising to your level of incompetency. People need to be happy. Uh, people need to make their decision, so make one. Sometimes we pick a church like we pick a, pa a favorite store and that's making a bad decision. Uh, what do they offer me? Uh, do I like their product? Do I enjoy the ambiance of the store? Do they carry the stuff I want? And does it make me feel comfortable? It's a consumerist instead of which church looks like Jesus, acts like Jesus, and will help me look and act like Jesus. Then, you're, you're, you're going to pick the right one or the wrong one. But be careful why you're choosing. Sometimes it's because we listen to the wrong people and we follow the herd instinct. Again, let's go back to our youth, our youth. We're not talking about the youth. We're not picking on teens here or 20s or we're talking about all of us. We were in rooms where everybody wanted to push us to make a certain decision to drink this, to smoke this, to inject this, or whatever it was. And they put it out there as if we were terrified to make our own decision unless we made the decision that they had made for us. How twisted and screwed up is that? I can remember once being in a room where they cracked open some brew and here I am, a young Christian guy, probably 15 at the time, and I'm going, no, I'm not doing that. And they were going, well, why not? You know, it's good. You know, are you afraid? You know, and your mommy and your daddy and on and on and on. And one of them said, you're just afraid to make up your own mind about stuff. And I looked at them and I said, it may have escaped you, but I did. I'm the one in the room who made up my own mind. 
and didn't let the others make up my mind for me. Teach your children and yourself. You draw your line. This is where we are. This is what we do. We make our decision. You don't get to make that decision. We also may make bad decisions because we've never really committed to God fully. We've not really done the work of saying, we're going to belong to Jesus and we're going to get out there and love the people of the world with what we have, where they are, where we are, with what we've got. No, instead it's kind of like, well, I go to church. I send a check every now and then. Try to be a good person. That's not enough moral ground to stand on when the next tsunami hits. You're going to have to have more to hold on to. You're going to have to have more structure. But how in the world do you do that? Well, by understanding action and consequence and inaction and consequence, like the lady I referred to early, inaction has a consequence that when she's 43, she will be in the same or worse position, or she will have fulfilled one of her dreams, maybe had an oeuvre, an entree into a new job or career, but regardless, she would have had the self-satisfaction of, hey, I did this. I set a goal, I did this goal, yay me. And I think we all would have sat around and applauded her for that, not because it's a degree, but because she set a goal and she did it. Every action has a consequence, now or later. Think of actions as, uh, as drugs. The drugs that you see advertised on TV all the time. And this will say, this will make your joints feel better, but you could have rashes, liver failure, you know. All right, wait a minute. So I can take a pill, but there may be consequences. Well, every pill has consequences. I know people who say, I'll never take aspirin. That stuff's bad for you. We only take Tylenol. Well, Tylenol is a very important drug. It's a drug which I take when I need it. And if you need it, you should take it too. Be aware, however, Tylenol is really, really rough on the liver. And that's why there are all kinds of warnings on it, not to take it too many times, too many days in a row. But people think, oh, this one's the safe one. Everything has consequences. If you decide not to take the Tylenol, you might just have a bad headache the rest of the day. That's a consequence. So you take a look at your decision, you think about your decision, and then you think, am I willing to handle the consequence of this? If I respond in anger when my wife does this, what are the consequences? Do I want those consequences? Or do I do choose another action or inaction to get a different consequence? And to teach, you know, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, and we got to wrap this up, we're going to have several parts of this, I had the feeling. When, uh, I wanted to be a fireman, policeman, uh, policeman uh, rock star, astronaut, like every other kid, right? But as you grow older, you realize every action has a consequence. If I go to school for psychology and then neuroscience, it means I'm not going to be a firefighter, most likely. It means that I'm not going to be able to be you know, a Navy SEAL, most likely. If I go to be a Navy SEAL, most likely, I'm not going to become a pilot. Although these things do happen, you narrow the possibilities as you go. Your choices have consequences. Well, your choices will always have consequences. Maybe we've not thought about this and maybe we need to realize that we're 
we're playing in a crowded field and we'd better learn how to make our decisions wisely. So starting next week, Monday morning, we're going to take a look at questions you should ask yourself because I have found that rather than telling ourselves, no, I'm doing this, it is better to start with the questions and let them lead us to our actions. Oh, I think this will be fun. But you have a fun rest of the week and know that our safe harbor is with you. Thank you for supporting us. Those of you that give us the five and the $10, that's how we do this. Some gifts are bigger, yeah, but most of our gifts are small. And that means a lot because we know it was precious to you. We know it was a big gift from you. Thank you. If you have anything else you'd like me to address on a Monday morning, fire it away. Patrick at rsafeharbor.com. Now get out there and make some good decisions.